On today's episode, I'm walking you through the four steps of the wedding venue selection process. Whether you're just starting to plan your wedding or you already have your venue chosen, this episode is going to be super helpful because I'm going to talk about important things to consider when you're making any kind of decision or choice for your wedding, not just your venue. So let's get to it. to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verve Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Today's episode is brought to you by The Planner's Playbook. If you want to fast track your wedding planning career, The Planner's Playbook is your secret to planning, designing, and coordinating magazine-worthy weddings. Even with over 15 years of wedding and event planning experience, I still need a business coach to make sure I'm achieving all of my career goals, and that coach is Candace Coppola. Candace has put together an incredible program for wedding planners who are five years or less into their business called The Planner's Playbook. Planner's Playbook gives you the training and support you need for a successful wedding planning business, including a supportive community and solid systems and processes that make wedding planning easy. Every month, you receive a new wedding planning playbook straight to your inbox. It's filled with tangible advice on everything from how to plan a tented wedding to preparing client budgets pricing your services, and so much more. The PLAS Playbook was over 50 pages of amazing information. How can you say no? Access to the Planner's Playbook opens only four times a year, but you can join anytime by using my unique link. To learn more about the Planner's Playbook, head to verveventco.com forward slash Planner's Playbook. One word. Again, you can skip the waitlist and get instant access with my unique link by visiting verveventco.com forward slash Planner's Playbook. Imagine and all the things you could accomplish if you had the right resources and support to guide you. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. I am recording this in late January and it's super chilly and snowy outside. I just finished a cup of hot cocoa. I always make hot cocoa with marshmallows that I toasted with our pastry torch. I originally bought the pastry torch because my husband loves creme brulee, but we use it all the time now for hot cocoa and I barely make creme brulee, but that's life with kids, right? All right, I am super excited about today's episode, How to Pick Your Ideal Wedding Venue in Four Steps. I wanted to record this episode because I know it's one of the first big milestones couples set out to check off their list. It's usually at or near the beginning of the planning process, which I think makes it even more daunting and overwhelming of an experience because you're just starting to see what lies ahead in terms of all you have to do for your wedding and that can make it a little scary. So this is why I want to kind of go through all of these um, all these different steps and these different tips that I have for you guys. So hopefully this episode gives you a lot of helpful info so the venue selection process is much more enjoyable and smooth. This episode is pretty thorough, so if you're driving or working out, you can get the show notes at verveventcode.com backslash 13. That's the number one three. All right, now for today's topic, finding the ideal wedding venue for you. 
Okay, so back when I was planning my wedding, this is over 10 years ago now, I was still new to the event planning world. I think we had visited 10 venues for our wedding, maybe even more. I had a huge spreadsheet. We did not need to visit that many places. It was definitely overkill, and I think it wasted a lot of time. I was one of the crazy people that just wanted to see like every single choice possible. Um, I didn't have a planner to help me focus because I was like, oh, I can do it. I'm a planner. But I wanted to write to do this episode because I want to help you not waste all the time that I did when I was planning our wedding. So in today's episode, I'm going to break down the venue selection process into four basic steps. Here are the steps. Step one. Think about the type of venue where you want to have your wedding, and we're going to go into that too. Step two, actually finding venues that are good contenders and options and where to find them. Step three, visiting your venues. And step four, picking your venue. So four steps only, right? Super easy. Okay, so step one, thinking about the type of venue where you want to have your wedding. This one is a really big one, and it's important to do this one first because it's going to really help save you time later on in the process. So when you think about the kind of venue that you want to have for your wedding, there are three main aspects of the wedding itself that you need to consider. One, your ceremony. What kind of ceremony are you going to have? Indoor, outdoor, interfaith? Is it going to be religious, etc.? Two, the style of your wedding. And three, your priorities. So going first into the ceremony that you're going to have. There's lots of different ceremony options, lots of different ways you can have your wedding ceremony. Obviously, that's like the first big thing that's going to happen. So think about, do you want it to be outdoors? Do you want it to be indoors? Do you want it to be at the same place as your reception? Are you one of those people that really hates like having to travel between one place and the other? Does it need to be religious? Or are you okay having it secular? So when you're thinking about the ceremony, both the ceremony type and style of the ceremony is going to affect your choice in venue. In addition, the location of the ceremony, whether it's on the same property or somewhere else, is also going to have a bearing on the flow of your day. So think about that. Finally, your ceremony venue could have budget implications. So additional rental fees, transportation to and from the ceremony to the reception, all these things. So these are important things to think about when considering the kind of venue you want to have. You don't, you don't have to decide it right now, but just think about you know the answers to those questions as you kind of formulate the kind of venue that you're going to have. All right, so second, the style. What kind of wedding, what kind of style or aesthetic are you picturing for your wedding day? There are many kinds and types of weddings and this is going to help determine what kind of venue you're eventually going to pick. You might be like some couples that I know that know exactly what kind of wedding they want to have. For example, you could want a boho wedding on top of a mountain with maybe some glamping, lots of flowers, nature, a little relaxed. Or you could be the complete opposite and you may want a super elegant black tie wedding in a ballroom. Completely different. But those are definitely going to influence the kind of venues that you're going to be looking at. For those of you that don't have any idea of what kind of wedding you want to have, it's totally okay. A lot of couples have this feeling, I think, because they're still new to the process and they're like, I don't know. Tell me what to do. So for you, I want you to pick three words to describe your wedding. 
I want you to limit it to three words to give you focus and help you choose your priorities. These words are going to serve as your compass during the entire planning process, not just for your wedding venue, but throughout the whole wedding planning process. I want to say something important here. So if you're listening in the car or running on the treadmill, you need to pay close attention. Turn it up. Your venue is the main setting of your wedding. The style of your venue is going to determine the style of your wedding. To avoid choosing a place that doesn't align with your personal style, you want to be specific about what your wedding style is. This way, you're not spending money covering up a wedding venue to turn it into something that it's actually not. So that's something to really think about. You know, you don't want to force something if it doesn't exist and just find it existing somewhere else. All right, so here are some words that you could think about or choose when you're thinking about what kind of wedding style or what kind of wedding you want to have. The words that you want to use to describe your wedding. Do you want it to be elegant, classic, sophisticated, cozy, formal, timeless, whimsical, casual, the opposite of stuffy, maybe approachable, you want it fun, do you want it boisterous? Do you want it to be like a party? There are so many ways that people can describe your wedding that you want to describe your wedding. So thinking about those words is really going to start to help formulate what your wedding is going to look like. Notice that some of these words don't even lend themselves to a particular type of venue. That's okay. These are just going to help you narrow down the field when you're looking at your options and think, okay, does this venue align with these words that we have chosen? Yes or no? No? Okay, move on. All right, so the third criteria that is going to help you determine what kind of venue you're going to have is your priorities. These are your must-haves for your wedding. I want you to think about what your non-negotiables are. These are the things that are going to be the most important to you and your partner. Just like when you picked three style words to describe your wedding, I want you to pick and rank your top three priorities for the wedding. And by priorities, I mean these are the things that are like, when you picture your wedding, this is what you're going to go back to. These are the memories that you want to have. These are the ways that you're going to remember the day. These are the things that you want your guests to be thinking about when they remember your wedding. So if we were making a movie trailer or a highlight reel of your wedding, these would go in the trailer or in that reel. So do you need space for a big band? Do you want something outdoors or the option to be outdoors? Or do you not want to be outdoors because you don't want to deal with like the elements and having to have multiple backup plans? Do you want a blank canvas that you can customize with lots of decor and flowers and whimsical details? Maybe you need to have a neutral feeling setting because you have an interfaith wedding and you have both have different backgrounds and parents and family that need to be accommodated and they don't want to feel left out. Like one of you is Jewish, one of you is Catholic, whatever. Just thinking about how you're going to balance those priorities is super important. So I want you to talk about these priorities with your partner. Make sure you guys are both on the same page because it's possible that your perfect venue may not check all these boxes, but you have to know what you're willing to give up and what you're okay with not having, but what you're also have to have to have to have or else it's just going to break your heart so think about that stuff talk about it think about what your both of your priorities are 
so that you guys are both happy and it's going to help you again narrow down your search. All right, so that is step one, is figuring out your priorities, your style, the type of wedding venues that you need to have. All right, step two is finding your potential venues. Now that you've figured out what kind of venue you're probably looking for, what you want, what your priorities are, it's time to start searching for actual venues. And there are so many places to look for wedding venues, and you're probably familiar with them, but I'm going to talk about a couple of the main ones that I think are the most helpful. Number one, Instagram. You're probably familiar with this, but you haven't maybe thought about how you can look for a wedding venue on Instagram. So Instagram is a really great place to get started because you can use geo-specific or location hashtags like Austin Wedding Venue or Vineyard Wedding Venue if you care more about the type of venue but you're open to traveling. You could also use regional hashtags with vendor names like, like photographers, like Charleston Wedding Photographer or Denver Wedding Venue. A lot of times, photographers especially, or even planners, are going to lo- include the location of where a photo was taken, and that's going to help you get an idea of what places look like before you even get to them and before you even visit them. It's also going to kind of help you see how one venue can be seen in different styles and in different ways and different, you know, the way they've decorated. So, yeah, so that's super, super helpful, I think, with Instagram because it's very visual. All right. uh, Option number two is Pinterest. You're probably already on Pinterest, but I love it because it's also another visual search engine and it's even better for searching on Pinterest than it is on Instagram. So if you're planning a wedding, you're probably already familiar with Pinterest, but if not, definitely check it out. As a very visual person, I love how on Pinterest you can see a lot of different styles of venues on Pinterest and the different vibes that they can have and even like how planners style them, how photographers shoot in them, etc. You can get lots of ideas on like where to have different things at each venue by looking at you know how they're portrayed on Pinterest. Number three are blogs and publications. Now, when I say blog, you're probably thinking like Style Me Pretty or Martha Stewart, Inspired by This, Wedding Chicks. There's so many blogs out there, and they write articles for couples. But many vendors also have their own blogs on their websites. And you might not know that, but I think that checking out vendor websites and their blogs is actually an even better resource for venues because they're located in the same area you actually want to get married. I mean, if you're in like Style Me Pretty, it's going to have a ton of different wedding venues all over the country, maybe in the world. I can't remember. So, so many of them. So if you're not sure like where you want to get married, that might be a good place to start. But if you already know like you want to get married in a certain state or a certain town, check out the vendors that live or work in that area and look at their blogs. I have my own blog for my wedding planning company, um, which is based in upstate New York. And I write a lot of blog articles every year just on venues. So sometimes I do venue roundups with like places with a good view or I'll do the, you know, places that just opened or I'll do a venue report on a specific venue so that you can kind of go in more in depth. And that's a really, really good resource just because you can kind of see how different photographers shoot in venues, how people decorate the venue, maybe what kinds of couples gravitate towards that kind of venue, all these different things. So If you're looking for a wedding venue in New York, definitely check out my blog because I have tons of posts on different venues and I even have like venue guides uh, to help you out. But yeah, so check out vendors' blogs 
that are located in the area where you want to get married. I think that's a super great option and one that probably people aren't even think about. And of course, there are bigger search engines like Google or their wedding directories like The Knot and WeddingWire. So those are our good places to look. Google is always a good place to get started. You can also check out reviews of venues on Google. But I do think it does help to look at these places also on Instagram and Pinterest just to get a more broad feeling of the venue and not just what their venue listing says like on or on their website. I do want to caution that the Knot and Wedding Wire are good places to look, but I would try the other options first. I do want to point out about the Knot and Wedding Wire is that they are directories, and a lot of times, in order to be included in a directory, vendors have to pay to be on them. For the Knot and Wedding Wire, I think it's for, also for Wedding Wire, you have to pay in order to have photos on their your listing, which I'm a wed- I'm a member of the Knot, and I think it's super annoying that I have to do that because it just doesn't help couples see everything because it's only people that are able to pay. Also, you know, it's just I just feel like it, it does a disservice to couples because you don't necessarily know that these vendors have to pay. So, anyways, that's just like a, a soapbox that I have. But you can read reviews of the different venues on Google and the Knot and WeddingWire, so that's also good to know too. So that is places where you can look for different wedding venues. So that's step two. Okay, now, so step three is scheduling your visits at the venues. So scheduling your site visits. So once you've done some searching, now it's time to narrow down your list to your top three. Again, just pick three. Notice a pattern. I like to go with three because I think it's it's enough, but it's not too many that you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to, you know, just forget venues at the beginning because you visited so many. Now, it's important that you visit venues based on how they align with your priorities that you guys have talked about already in the beginning in step one. If you're planning a destination wedding and that means that you're getting married somewhere that's more than one hour away from where you live, I recommend scheduling all of your visits for the same weekend. It might take some juggling depending on when the different venues offer tours, but it's good to see them within a short amount of time of each other so that they're fresh in your memory and you can compare them easily. So when you reach out to schedule your visits, make sure to include in your email a couple key points. So the time of year that you're going to get married. So I would say late spring, early summer, etc. I wouldn't say like, oh, we're getting married on 10, 10, 21. Like, don't say that. They're going to be like, I have no available availability for you. If you're flexible, here are some other dates. Are you open to a Sunday? Are you, you know, whatever. But if you're, if you're locked into just one date, it's going to be a lot harder for you to find a venue that's available unless you're like looking two years away. I think it's so I think definitely give a time frame as opposed to just one date. Two, your expected guest count. Definitely have an idea or a rough idea of how many guests you want. I had one couple who booked a venue without before they worked with me. They booked a venue and then they realized, oh wait, we have too many guests. We can't fit here, so now we have to find a different venue. So definitely have a good idea of your expected guest count. Three, tell the venue how you found the property and what you like about it. I would say, you know, I found you on The Knot or I found you on Instagram. I found you on Google, whatever. But also tell them like, hey, I really like your venue because of X. Or I saw that you had a really beautiful outdoor ceremony option. Or I really like the food you guys serve or whatever. Tell them something nice because I think it's really going to help you stand out to the venue. It's going to make it a more personal connection for them. 
And then I would definitely ask the venue to send you their pricing brochure if it's not already on the website. Most venues are really good about putting pricing on their websites just to help uh, speed up the process so that you know, you know, per person, how do these venues compare. Still, it is difficult to compare the wedding venues on paper because their, their pricing is probably going to be very different from other venues. Some some of them include tables and chairs. Some of them don't. Some of them let you stay on, on site. Some of them don't. Some of them require that you have like 20 rooms booked to spend the night or spend the weekend. Some of them don't. Like Just figuring out the pricing ballpark is important, but I would save that step for when you're actually visiting on site. Okay, going back to telling the venue owner how you found them, I definitely think it's better to either reach out to them on their websites or sending them an email as opposed to reach out, reaching out to them on places like The Knot. I don't like it when a couple sends me an email and they're like, they're like hi, we're getting married on this date. We have 140 guests and we, we need your services starting at 4 p.m. Thanks. And then that's it. I'm like, do you even know my name? I don't know. It just kind of annoys me. Also, I'm the planner, so I'm going to tell you when I'm going to set show up, which is not going to be 4 p.m. It's going to be closer to 10 a.m. But I just think like when you send an email like that, that's very cold and it just seems like you just copy pasted the same thing like 20 different people. It's just it just doesn't start the relationship off to a good on a good foot. So I think just personalizing it a little bit more is it's just nice. But anyways, if you don't want to, that's fine. OK, going back to what I was saying. It's good to personalize your email to the venue and actually any vendor for that matter, just so that you stand out to them. Yes, you are vetting them to see if they're a good fit for you, but they're probably also going to be vetting you to make sure you're a good fit for them. And who knows, maybe someone else, another couple is asking for the same date as you. So if you are nice to them and they like you better, maybe you're going to get the venue, the date over them. So who knows? So right, so now you have your venue visits. I'm not going to go too much into what to talk about on the visit because that's a whole episode in itself. But do think about how they flow, the venues themselves from, from one event to another, and also how they align with your criteria that we talked about earlier. I also have a free wedding venue visit checklist on my website. It's called the top 20 most overlooked questions to ask your wedding venue. It's at verveeventco.com backslash venue checklist. And I'll also make sure to include it in the show notes, which is going to be at verveeventco.com backslash 13. So yeah, so once you've narrowed down your list, pick your top three and then go ahead and visit these venues. Bring that little checklist with you because it's really going to help you make sure you remember to ask the right questions. All right, so step four, and this is your final step, is picking your wedding venue. So now you've visited all of the venues. Hopefully three was enough. If you really need to, you can go ahead and visit one or two more if they didn't get you excited, but now it's time to pick your venue. So I want you to remember that you already know what your criteria is for your wedding venue. Now you just need to see which one stacks up against your priorities, which one checks off the most boxes. If you're having a hard time deciding, I'm going to walk you through what I do with my couples. So if you're driving, don't do this. But if you are, you know, if you're like listening somewhere else, you can go ahead, close your eyes. I want you to picture your wedding day. I want you to think about what do you see? Who do you see there? Where are you getting ready? What are you guys doing when you're getting ready? Who's around you when you're getting ready? Where are your parents when they're getting ready? Think about that stuff. 
And then now, where are you going to be saying your vows? Where are you going to be saying I do? What does it look like? Do you hear birds? Is it outside? Are people in chairs? Are they on wooden benches? Are you overlooking a mountain? Are you by a lake? Are you inside a church? You know, what is it important for you? And then at your reception, where are you guys having fun? Are you guys on a big dance floor? Is it outdoors? Is it, you know, are people going inside and outside? Are there maybe some string lights overhead? Are there lots of big, tall flowers? Are there short flowers? How are people gathering around you? What does it look like? All right, now, which venue looks like the one you just pictured? Which one gives you goosebumps or makes you a little teary because you just got emotional? Usually my couples know. Usually they're like, we weighed all of our options, but they're like, no, this one was obviously the choice because X, Y, and Z. We just loved it. It was it. Was it. This is the one. If you're having a hard time picking, I want to remind you that picking a wedding venue is kind of like buying a home. It probably isn't going to have every single thing on your wish list, but one of them is going to come close. One of them is going to be the right fit for you. So once you've picked your venue, yay, it's time to request the contract and let the countdown begin. So those are the basically the four steps to picking your wedding venue. I hope that this episode was helpful. Before we wrap up, I'm going to quickly review the four steps that we went through. So step one, think about the type of venue where you want to have your wedding. What kind of ceremony you're going to have? What style or aesthetic do you want your day to have? What are your top three priorities for your wedding? And how does how do those align with the venue? All right, step two, searching for your venues. Where are you going to look? You can look on Instagram, Pinterest, local vendor blogs, which I think is super helpful, Google, and directories like The Knot and Wedding Wire. So once you've found your options and your different contenders, now it's time to pick your venues that you're going to visit, which is step three. Visit your top three venues, only three. And then step four is picking your venue based on how it aligns with your priorities. Think about that. This is the venue is so super important. It's going to influence so many other decisions of your wedding, but you need to make sure that it aligns with your priorities and checks off the boxes because you don't want to try to spend a lot of money covering up something that doesn't align with your priorities. So just pick something that checks off most of those boxes. All right, and that's it. So I hope that this episode helped you either work through the venue selection process or prepared you for it. If you have any questions, I'm more than happy to answer them. So feel free to DM me on Instagram at, oh, guys, I have a new account for the podcast. So the account for Instagram is at asktheplannerpodcast on Instagram. I respond to everybody. And I would love for you to come follow me send me a DM, comment on the episodes. I just want to talk to you guys. So just reach out to me. So I hope you follow it and send me any questions. Again, that's Ask the Planner podcast on Instagram. Also, guys, please don't forget to leave a review for the podcast. If you like this episode, if this was helpful, reviews are so helpful to us podcasters and it really helps other listeners find the show. I also read all of the reviews and I share them on Instagram. So maybe I will share your review in the future because you guys are awesome. And that's it for today's episode. I think it was pretty short and sweet. It was like 30 minutes. I hope that this was helpful for you. Next week's episode is going to be another step in the process for the venue selection. So definitely stay tuned. And I can't wait to talk to you guys in the future. So thanks so much and have a great day. 
Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 